Welcome to another episode of Islamerican Views. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Law anzalna hadhal qur'an ala jabanil laraaytahu لَرَأَيْتَهُ خَاشِعًا مُتَصَدِّعًا مِنْ خَشْيَةِ اللَّهِ وَتِلْكَ الْأَمْثَالُ نَضْرِبُهَا لِلنَّاسِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ هُوَ اللَّهُ الَّذِي لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُوَ سبحان الله سبحان الله عما يشركون هو الله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح له ما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم صدق الله العظيم MashaAllah, brother, that was no, so beautiful, MashaAllah. MashaAllah, man. Jazakallah khairan, man. Jazakallah khairan, man. everyone. My name is Ras and Nabil, and I have Ma'roof and Abdul Shaheed, and we are joined by uh, our brother Bekir here uh, from Medina Masjid, and we're uh, honored to have you here. Thank you for coming. Um, as you can see, he had a beautiful recitation, and today we will discuss today we'll discuss and we actually mentioned this before that we wanted to kind of highlight young people in the community that are do, that have great talents or are doing great things and this is just one of them um and we you know we'll have him kind of introduce himself tell you a little bit about himself and then we can uh kind of start uh alaikum guys uh my name is Bakr al-Mazrawi and I'm a I'm a student right now at UConn, majoring in uh, MIS. How old are you? When did you start memorizing the Quran? Uh, I'm actually 19 right now, and uh, I started memorizing uh, around 8, 9. MashaAllah, when did you complete the Hafs? So I was never serious about it in the beginning. I okay. was on and off with my Sheikh from Medina Masjid. But then it took me like 3-4 years. The last 3-4 years, we kept going 4 days a week to the Sheikh. Nice. Completed it around the age of uh, 16, 17. Was it like, um, was this like instilled by your parents, like kind of the importance of reading the Quran, or was it just something like maybe your friends were doing, or like how did how Started did this with my parents. Yeah. 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 They always had the dream, like memorizing the Quran. Mm. Yeah. Then honestly, at first, I honestly didn't like it. Yeah. But like, I fell in love with the Quran. Mm. And that just motivated me to keep memorizing and stuff. You didn't like like the process or? It feels like I didn't want to go to the sheikh every day mm-hmm. for two hours. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, by the way, for our listeners though, who don't know what Hifz means, it's someone who's memorized the entire Quran by heart. Mm-hmm. So, like, you just give them any chapter or any ayah, they can recite that for you. We're going to test it out right now. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. No, no, no. It's okay, don't do that. It's okay. Yeah. No, so, but, like, uh, just to, just to um, tell a little story. So, when I met Bakr, it was me and Badawi who can't make it today because he's sick. Mm-hmm. So, we were praying Tarawiyah at the Berlin Mosque. And um, we... I think it was Tahajjud. We were most Tahajjud. Yeah. Tahajjud, yeah. So it was time for Tahajjud, and yeah, the night of the twenty seventh. And we see this young kid go up, lead the prayer, and me and Buddha we looked at each other we're like, "Wow, mashallah!" Oh, <laughs> like no offense to the the Sheikh before who was who was leading the Tarawiyah, but we're like, "Wow, this this really like was so soothing." His voice was so soothing, and Jasper was there too. We were just like, "Wow, this is amazing." And he was like a young kid, and I had seen you in Medina as well. And I know you, you, you led the prayer there as well. I think, I don't know, uh, I think we were there for us, I think we were there for uh, the Janazah, I think your son's Janazah. I think he, mm-hmm. had, he had led the prayer that, that day. Really? I yeah, I remember, I think you were leading the prayer that day as well. But then we, when we were at the night of the 27th, me, Butterwee, and Jasper, we hear this kid, and we're like, wow, this is. He has something. He's this very special talent. We were like, like blown away, tr- like truly. And I was like, we need to get him on the podcast. Yeah. So I was like, we need to get him on the podcast. This has been something we've been like actually talking about since like I think the beginning of like in sometime during the summer. Like yeah. for a couple months, we've been like, yeah, we got to get him on. We got to get him. Well, on. I, I told him. Yeah. I told him like I I pulled him to the side right after right after the husband. I was like, hey. ทำอะไรกันตัวไอ้ทุกเวลาแบบพาร์คเกอร์สักเย่วีนี่ทีเกะอ่าเพราะฉะนั้นจอร์แดนโดนกันเย่เย่ยูรีวีคและเราไปที
And because I, I, I seen you around, I know you're just, you know, much older, you're like a cool guy, you know, chill. So how are you able to balance such a cliche thing? Like right now say, or back then? Or? Uh, both, yeah. How, I'm about to say a cliche thing. How are you able to balance the Dean and Dunya? You know what I mean? Like, how are you able to do that? <laughs> Stop. I'm sorry. Uh, find, another way, find another way. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I like think it's sport. Sport. I think it's sport. Dean Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. there you go. Mashallah. <laughs> so you're right. Yeah. yeah. Wrong. That's a- <laughs> But uh, back then, uh, I told you at first, uh, at first I didn't, uh, I wasn't that motivated to my music alone because I'd rather like, be playing PlayStation or <laughs> playing basketball with my friends. But then um, uh, over time, I saw like the Quran is actually beautiful. And, like many of my friends actually, we started like competing once I was going to memorize more and more. Yeah. Yeah. And so my parents used to always tell me, like I have a lot of free time, I was through the day. It's just two hours of my day. And then the rest of the day, you could do whatever you want. Yeah. So, it's a good uh, way to think about it. Yeah. Honestly, we used to, uh, Quran class used to be from 2 to 6, but I used to finish school at 4. Mm-hmm. So I used to go from 4 to 6. And honestly, from 6 to 7, 8, we used to play basketball after that. Mashallah. So it's like, it was balanced. It was, it was like fun. The Quran's fun too. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I think that's one of the things, and I, we were talking about it on our other episode, Faraz was trying to make fun of me, but I was like, you know, this competitive nature, like everyone has it, right? How can you make learning fun? You know, how can you gamify different things, right? I'm not trying to say gamify. I mean, people are going to be oh, my God, this guy. No, but I'm saying, like, you can make it fun for the youth, you know? Why can't we have, like, really, like, they're all, competition? They're, they're for, all competitive. The yeah. young kids are competitive. And, then, and give them, like, prizes that they actually want. You know, you don't want a $10 gift certificate to Dunkin' Donuts. I'm talking about, like... I would like that. I'm saying, like, why can't we, like, host, like, these types of events for youth like yourself and... You know, younger youth and whoever wants to participate and actually give them good prices. Like, I think if there's mushes who have, mashallah, they have like a lot of money, but like, what what's a thousand dollars for that much to just host like a really good event? Make it like an event that kids are actually going to practice and get motivated yeah. for, right? Like, they're going to take two hours of their day and be like, oh man, this is something that I want. Like, why don't you just get the brand new iPhone and say, like, hey, the winner's going to get a brand new iPhone? Like, I don't know. Like, that would be sick. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's ways that you can motivate the youth. Like, I know, like, you just brought it up. You're like, me and my friend used to compete with each other, and it was kind of like a back and forth, and that made you work harder, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like, what are the things that do you think that, like, mushids or just people in, uh, like, the community who can do something for the youth, what, what kind of activities or what kind of programs can they create to kind of attract the youth and participate more often? First of all, I think they should balance it between Dean and like fun. Like, yeah. yeah. Like youth groups, like uh, we used to have a youth group back then, but they used to give us a halakha for like 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes, and then the rest is like play like capture the flag, football outside or outside mm-hmm. the masjid. Yeah. And uh, for, for Quran though, we should have more Quran competitions. Yeah. yeah. The Quran is very easy to love, but it's just difficult sometimes to get people motivated to do it. Um, I think maybe they just find it kind of hard to do sometimes. Um, I think maybe when, like they sometimes if you don't really like understand the Quran, sometimes your heart is close to it. You know, I th- I see that issue a lot with the youth. Um, I think a lot of it, a lot of times, just like unlocking that and getting them to like feel, you know, feel the khushur of the Quran, which mm-hmm. is like uh, it's there. If you thing, yeah. if you kind of khushur is like this. Uh, how how would you describe it? It was like it's like you're feeling the words of Allah. Like, you're feeling like, the words of Allah. Yeah. 
it's okay to make things fun too, right? Like in the competitions, I think it's a good way to do it. Competitions are big. Yeah, yeah I think I think it's huge. You know. Yeah, I actually would love a duck into a skip card. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're we're old and and we love coffee and stuff. But I'm not I mean, old. I'm 24, but still, you get you're a getting there, buddy. I'll take it. So, yeah. I mean, I think um, another question I have for you, Booker, is that do you feel any sort of pressure because you're a hockey? Yeah. Uh, what do you mean by that question? Like. I don't know. I think some, some people like. Go ahead. Can I give you? Uh, so, we went. We went to a masjid. We had a hafiz with us. With us. Oh, okay. <laughs> we went to a, a, no, a unnamed masjid. We were sitting. We were talking with a brother for a while, and because he knew the guy was a hafiz, anytime he talked about the Quran or anything that relates to the Quran, he would just say. He knows, right? He knows. Yeah, he, and the, the guy's like half asleep. He's like, yeah, 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 sure. But it just feels like when Nabil's saying pressure, is like, do you feel pressure like you're with a group of people and maybe you're about to pray and now you're expected to? Or yeah, yeah. or like, hey, why don't you just recite for us? Or like, do you yeah, feel I pressure? Have, like, I have something on that, yeah. So it's kind of like, you get scared sometimes. Like, because sometimes you go into, uh, I used to go to uh, these halakas. Like I just want to go relax and listen to the halakha and all of a sudden they say, just come recite. Yeah. Like I want to be ready to recite. I want to know what I want to recite and that. Yeah. And what else? Um, so kind of like what we did to you today. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want to turn on the mics and recite? That's funny. And uh, they expect you to know every ayah too. Yeah. yeah. So when did uh, reciting the Quran turn into something more than recital for you? Like, when did it become actually, when, in other words, like, when did the Quran become more like a living and breathing thing within you, rather than just, because, I mean, no offense to any, uh, anybody that can recite it, know it word for word, there are many people that do, but some people just, you know, you train a pigeon long enough or a parrot, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to recite something, but, um, you know, the Quran has something very special to it, uh, and we briefly touched upon it earlier, so... When did you actually click when and it, where it became something? Honestly, it's uh, when uh, my Moroccan, I learned the Quran in the Moroccan Sheikh, just listening to him. He had a beautiful voice, mashallah, listening to him. I was like, I want to be like him one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was around like 12, 13, 14. Okay. And you see all these shiukh on YouTube, you're like, mashallah. Mm-hmm. And it just motivates you to right, keep yeah. learning. Yeah, yeah. So, so it touches you in, in, in yeah. a way where you just... That motivation comes within, so it becomes more... And learning the meaning of the Qur'an, too, is beautiful. Oh, yeah, mashallah, it's very beautiful. It's very beautiful. How do you deal with, you know, there's a lot of, I don't know what you would call it, just like bad things in Estonia. There's a lot of bad things. Like you walk into like a store, there's music playing in the background. There's all this stuff going on. How do you deal with that? How do you how do you filter out the, 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 the I guess, the garbage from like the good stuff? It's really hard, actually, yeah. Like you go into a gym, you want to work out, right? Just the music's like playing around. It's really hard, honestly. But like, uh, it's hard to avoid, honestly. It's hard to avoid unless you have your headphones or something like that. How do you know? Like, how 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 are you able to like manage yourself? How are you able to like self manage, self control? So like, alhamdulillah, it's a blessing to memorize the Quran. You have to like balance it out. Like, you can't listen to music, obviously. Uh, scholars back then used to say uh, a heart can't have music in the Quran. Listening to music, man, it's just kind of feel bad for them. They're missing out on a lot. When you're with a group of friends and you're the only one that knows the Quran and mm-hmm. loves the Quran, it's just like sometimes you feel left out, but you're yeah. really not. 
And I have something about that. Do you feel like you lost any friends because you became more attached to the Quran? I know I've lost friends. Like, they treat me differently. Like, mm. they would have told me to go party or stuff like that. Uh, like, let's go here and here because they know I'm like, mm. I wouldn't do that. But I find that it's a good thing, alhamdulillah. Mm. You know, it's, it's funny because, like, if you if we look at, like, a lot of people, and to your point, it's like, it is hard, right? Like, every, there's always fitna, there's always temptation everywhere. So how do you become super focused, and how do you uh, train yourself? You know, alhamdulillah, like, sometimes when I come to, like, you know, meetings like this, halakat like this, I feel, like, super safe, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I know when I come here, you know, I don't have to deal with all the outside stuff. It's yeah. Like, I know here, it's like, you know, it's like an Islamic gathering, like a... I w- I've been saying this for the past while so this like very TVPG in here like no I feel I feel like I just want to say Alhamdulillah like TVPG yeah. like, <laughs> so I, I think I think it's important like in the Quran Allah talks about like making friends who make you remember uh, who remind you of Allah right mm. and there's so many hadiths where the Prophet talks oh, about making like good friends like like Muslim friends or people like yourself right so why 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 is that message in the Quran and why the Prophet emphasized surrounding yourself with like good people, right? I agree on that, yeah. Friends, I think friends are the number one thing. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, the type of friends you have, they're going to influence you to do... It's hard. Yeah. It's tough, yeah. I mean, it's super tough. Like, that... And I think we were talking about it earlier with, like, the younger generation, like, having... There's so much pressure on them, and it's hard to be, like put fault on these people who are not, like, 100% on, on track, right? You can't like point fingers at them and you can't look, look down on them as well because like they're in a society like this is like a super extremely hard place to practice your faith a hundred percent right and another thing is what are are the older generation doing like you know he talked about Bucket talked about his parents you know kind of motivating him and saying they really wanted to memorize the Quran like like, what is the older generation doing for those kids? How are they motivating them? How are they, like, telling them to come to the masjid? Like, you know, there's ways of, like, doing it. If people are not focused on the youth and they neglect them, of course, you know, they might, they're going to go off track, right? So it's having a good foundation as well. Like, one of the things, like, I think about right away is, like, you know, obviously, like, it's that foundation, family family foundation. It actually starts off with parents. Yeah. yeah. If your parent doesn't go to the, your father doesn't go to the masjid, yeah. what's going to influence you to go to the masjid? If your father doesn't read the Quran, what's going to influence you to read the Quran? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, you, you, let's bring it back to sports. Like, we look at our brother, Habib. Mashallah, this guy is super talented. It's He's a, a champion, model. right? He's a role model. But look how he was raised. Like, he talks about it. He goes, I don't listen to music. I don't watch TV. He goes, I, I, he goes, I train, and then, you know, he's very humble, like super humble, you know? But he had a foundation, like his father trained him, like literally He's always taking his father for yeah. his parents, yeah. Like, he, he, there was a foundation, that's why he became so great at what he does, right? But if he didn't have that foundation, and if he didn't, if he allowed the distractions to consume him, then he was going to fall off the wagon, and he wouldn't be that world champion that he is now, right? So I think that has something to do with that. So, I mean, like, parents, you know, that solid foundation, but role models, like, people in the community, you know, like, you mentioned the Moroccan sheikh kind of was an influence to you because he, and he didn't have to tell you, hey, come and do this. He just did it through his actions, just through his knowledge. You looked at someone that had knowledge, had talent, and they were positive, and then that, rip, you know, was a ripple effect, and it 
now you're 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 a half of then you can do that for someone else so just having really positive and solid community members that embrace young people i feel like here learning is better than back home yeah because back home uh if they see young young kid with a beautiful voice and great knowledge they never choose him oh wow um, they always want the like the older guy they think he's too young he can't do yeah it. To choose them to actually to like make it then or putting them in a position well, where they could step up and stuff and well, even here it doesn't happen I mean, yeah. it happens in very few masajid where the young people are like chosen to lead salah and stuff yeah that's true but it's majority of them are the opposite of that I don't think a lot of youth are like leading prayer or you know even jumma prayer or anything like that I don't think they're doing any I don't think they're leading anything so I think um, one of the questions that I have is like Mashallah, you, you have this, you, you kind of arrest the Quran, like, when you, when you, what's next? That's exactly where I'm do you, do you feel like now, because I know the Quran, I have to do something with it? Like, I have to, like, I don't know. First of all, there's never an end, I believe. For Quran, it's so easy to forget. So I feel like oh, reviewing yeah, is actually harder than How often do you have to review for you? Actually, my shiuch back home told I have to review five just a day. So I have to do a khatim every week, at least once. Wow. Five just a day, that's rough. <laughs> How long does that take? I just, a couple hours. <laughs> Two hours probably. Do you, um, do you want to like lead more? Like, do you want to be like leading more Tarawiya prayer? Do you want to be leading more prayer, like Jummah prayer? I want to learn more first. You want to learn more? Yeah. Okay. But what about just reciting and just reciting? like, you know, not giving khutbas maybe? But just like, you know, being the reciter for Tarawiyah, you know. Something it's, like it's a blessing to learn, uh, to lead every year in Tarawiyah. Uh, that, that's something, yeah, I always want to do that, alhamdulillah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So aside from Tarawiyah and leading the uh, Salat, you're, how old, you said you were 19? Yeah. 19, and you're going to Yukon. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're young, I mean, you have a young face, everything. And you, and you have, oh, I mean, it's like as an expression, um, uh, coming coming from your position, like what, how easy is it to influence people around you? Because, you know, uh, giving knowledge, like spreading broadcast of Islam to people that are Muslim or people that are interested in Muslim, is, it's, it's a duty of ours. Um, you know, you, you, mashallah, you, you hold, you hold the entire Quran in your head, like, I mean, how, how, how accessible is this, uh, how accessible is it for you to speak to your peers, your, you know, your brothers that are your, around every day? Is it, is it a difficult task? Or? It's difficult because they don't look up to you. They don't? Whatever, no, they don't look up to you. Whatever, you, yeah, whatever you do is like, yeah. the Hafiz is doing this and yeah. that, so I should be doing that, so you have like uh, limits like so, yeah. so you're kind of put on yeah. put on the spot so you have to lead by example yeah, yeah. which is no fun, that's a good thing yeah. it's very humbling yeah. too yeah yeah. you want people to follow you and uh, back to his question for the knowledge yeah. uh, like your friends now they expect you to, they think you know everything mm -hmm. which you really don't there's mm -hmm. many there's a hadith and stuff which I want to learn inshallah tafsir as well tafsir and all that yeah, yeah. So, what is what what advice would you give um, you know a young person that's trying to do what you did like trying to memorize or you know trying to really learn and what well, well, what do you think you would give someone like that to keep going it's I know he's gonna have difficulty and all that I did a lot mm -hmm. and to not never give up 
many of the the students I went with, they, they honestly gave up. Like, if they don't memorize and stuff like that, if they keep messing up, it's hard, but they have to just, they have to stay there. Can you remember the first time you did a tarawir? Like that first time, you just you just memorized. Um, They're like, hey, you're ready. You got to do this tarawir. Like, how, how did you feel? I think it was five or six years ago. Where I actually I was going to Medina Masjid to mm-hmm. uh, just pray tarawih. Yeah. We went to New Britain one day and they actually didn't have anyone leading tarawih there. Mm. And they just asked me to come and it was easy though because uh, they don't do khatim over there so I just read whatever I want. Oh okay. So okay. it was like a good practice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's awesome, man. You know, you see those memes where like the sheikh and tarawih forgets like. One word, and there's someone in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, used to, we used to have that, but now we have like a designated yeah, yeah, with a yeah. lot of time. Uh, <laughs> and we tell everyone, like, just those guys can correct us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop screaming, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad, they go like six. <laughs> no, no, you can't. They just make like one mistake. The guy's been leading for two hours. <laughs> yeah, like, like, it hurts yeah. 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 yeah, it's. You hate when uh, it's like three different brothers, one from this side, one from this side, one from behind you. Yeah. And they're all saying something different. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, I, know I remember I was leading one time and someone, <laughs> I got stuck on an area. And the guy behind me like very confidently gave me the wrong area. <laughs> <laughs> Who was wrong? Very confident. Did you recite it wrong? Hold up, hold up. Then I went back like two or three ayahs and just started over. (laughs) But it happens to everyone though. Even they know the haram. They all make mistakes. It's alright. People just think like you're like, absolutely, you're never going to make a mistake ever again. (laughs) 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 How important do you guys think, and this is for everyone, do you guys think it is t- for us to utilize the talents we have here rather than like, um, you know, getting people from overseas to lead prayers and things like that? Like, I think it's extremely important. Uh, that's why I was asking Bakura a question about like, you know, does he want to lead Tarabia and stuff like that? I think um, one other thing is like, I know that we have to promote the youth to actually take uh, you know, to lead Salah and stuff. Uh, but the other thing is, I think, you know, like the older generation, they're like, oh, the youth don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no, they do, but you're just not asking them. So I think maybe it's a question for you, Bucker. It's like, do you feel, I, I know like people are like very humble uh, humble and stuff. Like, do you feel okay just asking, hey, brothers, like like going to a message, like, I want to lead Dorawiya. Um, like what do I have to do to do that for this upcoming Ramadan? First of all, we have a lot of talent, actually. Yeah. I did uh, two, I judged two Quran competitions in Berlin Masjid and Nobran Masjid, and I was surprised, Masjid. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, they're hiding there. Yeah. Yeah. Someone has to ask them in that. But, um, I believe we have to uh, <clears throat> like get the youth more involved in Tarawih and uh, prayers and stuff. Uh, I was at uh, Worcester Masjid in uh, yeah. Massachusetts. Yeah. They actually have a schedule for the youth to lead like Aisha every day. Which, one, which one was in Worcester? Was it the, the it, big You know Imam Asif? Uh, the big one. It's the big, the big one. one. Yeah, yeah. It is. They actually have a. Like, so they a, have like a schedule yeah, for, for, for the youth. One leads every day. Oh, wow. So uh, I actually have a friend of mine who's a Hafid as well. He's from Pakistan. Sure. And he's always telling me, you know, 
um, you know, keep your intentions pure, keep your intentions pure. And I explained to him, basically I told him, I was like, I, you know, I actually agree with that. You have to keep your intentions pure. Of course, yeah. And you have to always renew your intentions. But I also told him that I felt that there came, there comes a point where it's like, okay, like, we believe you. Like, your intentions are pure. You don't have to, like, <laughs> you don't have to bring it up again. You know, we, we know. Like, that's it. Khalas, like, it's over. And then, like, if you want to renew it, like, you can always renew it by yourself. Like, yeah. you feel yourself straying or going off the path, and you can always renew your intentions, of course. But I was basically explaining to him that, like, I think there does come a point where it's kind of like, okay, like, we get it. Like, we believe you. Like, your, your intentions are pure. So how, how do you feel about that? Do you, do you feel like you have to be overly humble all the time? Like, don't, no, no, like, wallahi, like, I don't, I'm, I'm keeping it, like, pure, like, that's it. Or do you think he gets to a point where it's kind of like, yes, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, what else? Yeah, you always have to be humble. Your intention has to be for Allah, obviously, but it gets annoying when people actually come up to you and ask you for that. Like what you said, just leave it between you and Allah. Try to like, take up. Yeah, that is actually what I'm kind of saying. There comes a point where it's kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just between me and Allah at this point, yeah. you know? So I think um, the point that I was trying to make, Bakar, I know we feel like you're super humble, you just went to another question. <laughs> but I, I think, I won't directly ask you, but I, maybe I'll ask the uh, other brothers here. It's like, do you think that, you know, when you're when you're doing something, and I know like it's like a big thing, right? Leading the Holy Prayer. And obviously someone has to be qualified, you know, brothers are qualified. Is it, when does it come to a point where it's like, I know these people, like they know, the, the, the people who organize the people on the boards or committee, they know who the half is, they know already, and they're not asking those brothers to leave. When does it, when's the onus on the brothers who are half and be like, okay, you know what, I know you guys don't have anyone, I will lead the, the we have prayers. Like, do you think there should be more people actually taking that, that role and actually asking for that responsibility? I I feel yeah I feel like if you're if you're a hafid, um, you know utilize that. It's it's not not everyone can be a hafid. It's it's a great talent. It's a gift from Allah. So I would I would treat it like any gift and and utilize that um, and put myself out there. Um, obviously, it's easy for me to say because I'm not and I'm not in that position, but. I feel that's what I would do if I was in that position. I would I would put myself out there, and that's what needs to happen. Because if you're gonna wait for some of these people that are in the board and this, you're not gonna you're not gonna get that position because they're they're used to the status quo. They're used to like this, you know. They're just comfortable in 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 their own bubble. So I feel the young you know young people kind of or hafas need to step up a little bit. I think, yeah, I think I'm personally I'm on the fence with this, and it's not not a bad thing. I mean, being a hafiz, you have it is a blessing. We keep saying it, subhanallah. But um, it's it, it, I, you know, I'm I'm of the opinion that it dangles on a very fine thread, and that thread can snap when it's given too much pressure, and the thing that snaps it is the ego. So if you constantly advertise that fact and you're going to all these massages saying, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, like I'm a hafiz and this is, you know, I, I can do this, I can do this. Um, you know, for a certain group of people, it's very important, but also to protect yourself from the vanity 
you know, the, the vanity is a huge fit now. And, and it, yeah, it will crush you. I don't think he's like going to every single massage and say I'm a house. No, 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 that's what like I mean. You're in, your, you're in the community. If, I, so I think, I think this is one of the things that we feel like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is actually going to lift you up and make you the leader or the that's not going to happen you no, know no. like you have to take initiative like if no one's taking initiative and I know how these older generations think the youth don't want to do it. we literally had talks mm -hmm. with these older people on the board they're like the youth don't want to do stuff like this this is why we're going to get someone from Egypt <laughs> we're going to fly them down here the youth don't want to take that responsibility they don't want to do it that's why we're going to just rely on the old strategy and bring someone from another country, mm. pay them, whatever, make, you know, do whatever. Like they, they think in a concept that like the youth do not want this responsibility or it's too much for them. Well, I think, I think that's, that's not so much as a, of a problem with like the massages, but rather with certain members on the board. I, mean, I think I think that's definitely a problem with the massages, bro. Like that's definitely. But I mean, when you when you look at it, because like, it happens not not it's not a unique situation. It happens in many massages. Yeah. So I mean, people are different, but you know, you have different massages, but the same thing happening. There's a problem there. Yeah. Um, but I think we just need to spend more time utilizing the scholars we have in America. We have a lot of scholars here in America, great scholars, and also getting the next generation. I think if you don't give them that opportunity, they're not going to step up. They're not going to think of it as an opportunity if it's not there for them. Yeah, I, d I definitely do think that the roots of Islamic knowledge really need to be planted here uh, in the States. If, if, the, if they're still teetering and, and people are still being flown from overseas and they're still utilizing the, the like all the sheikh back there and they're not using uh, what is accessible for them, their resources, yeah, I mean, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. And as you said, that this is what's happening. Um, yeah, man, I, I mean, I, I totally agree. They should be utilizing their talent. Yeah. There have been, you know, religious texts that have been preserved for hundreds of years just by word of mouth uh, without written language. And people have done that by constantly memorizing, devoting their whole life to memorizing. I don't think it's more like they're becoming alum just because you memorize the Quran. Right? right, exactly. And yeah. I don't think that's that's the standard that we're saying that the people we should hold the people to. No, no, no. Like, I'm well, not there, there's, there's, a, there's a difference between having hadith memorized yeah, yeah, and knowing different. the tafsir of every word in the Quran yeah. and, you know, the Quran. and having all this knowledge. There's a difference between that, yeah. in my opinion, and being a walking Quran. Mm. Because being a walk in Quran is something that, you know, it's instilled in your heart. So it doesn't have to be knowledge that you necessarily, like, say to somebody. Like, it's not like a khutbah that you give someone. Right. But it's necessarily being the type of person you are, the actions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in your mannerisms, like, when you speak to people, are you kind? Are you soft-hearted? Yeah, you are can't you, really be a a cruel person. Yeah. 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 So, I think, like, people who do hips, like, I think they're very special people because it takes a lot of dedication, number one, to do it. And I don't think like right away people should have like a standard like oh this person should know every single detail about Islam the Hadith and all this stuff that's 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 first of all that's not okay number one and it's unfair to that that individual and it happens a lot it too. happens all the time it's like they hold <clears throat> you can't do that but like for me it's like you know I'm not asking like the younger the youth you know I don't want to discourage the youth from like just memorizing the Quran like that's the first step and like Bubba was saying like he wants to study Hadith and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But when you're going to, you know, recite Quran at a masjid or whatever, like, 
I don't expect that person to be an alim. Like when I like when he was reciting Quran, like I don't I don't care if he's an alim or not. Like when his recitation hit my heart, I was like, wow, this is mashallah. So yeah, it's right? it's it's very unique. It's, I have to say, it, I felt every word yeah. when you were reciting. That's like Mashallah. having that knowledge. And sometimes it doesn't matter. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala gives this person a gift. Yeah, you know, sure. like if you look at, I think Abdul Basid, who is an Egyptian, mm-hmm. he would just go around reciting Quran. He didn't do any. He would go around. He wasn't giving khutbahs. He would recite Quran. Mm-hmm. He didn't speak English. And he would go to European countries, America. People just converted just on the words of Allah. So I don't think anyone needs to have like a hundred percent absolute in-depth knowledge of what Islam is and all the hadith. I think just reciting is just it's beautiful in itself. You know what I'm saying? Even just hearing it, you said it. I mean, it gives ma'rifah to people. Like every word, it touches you and in, in any individual in a different way. And it enters your heart in a very specific way too. That's that's something that is uh, the beginning of a relationship for you and Allah mm-hmm. and only... And that's only for you to to to, to, to bear witness to, you know. Um, the conspiracy, the comparison of like bringing someone over, like when they bring over Sheikh, that person doesn't know English. Majority of the people in the mosque are like English speaking. So what do they have? They have another person translate. Yeah. Yeah, not translate. They actually have another person give like the dust and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So again, like I don't think right away like the youth who just memorize the Quran. I'm not expecting that person to have a hundred percent of Islam yeah. or, even, or, that's, that's or, even, like, or even go into scholarship yeah, like that, maybe they want to do something completely different yeah, but takes, know the takes, Quran it yeah. takes 10 years of studying a subject to become a scholar Yeah, those people have so much knowledge I mean they're older people that come over yeah. they have so much knowledge like to have that it's just you're just it's just like an unfair standard to have and so going back to Bakara, the the point do you feel like younger kids should take like leadership roles and ask for leadership roles or do you think that it's kind of is it a hard i know it's hard for younger people but like do you think it's okay for them to ask for leadership for sure it's both ways yeah ask from the from like us who memorize the quran or the masjid and they have to step up too yeah like they have to show us their talents and then many like for the competition i was surprised when lie like many of these could be imams in the future they could lead wow have you had any negative experiences as a young you know Hafiz or someone trying to memorize the Quran. Have you had any like discouraging people or any any oh, negative? Always, yeah. yeah. Always, yeah. Um, like, yeah. Like your you... tone of the Quran should be please do it a little lower. Please, uh, even in your salah too, make sujood. Like one day in Taraweeh, I remember uh, two brothers actually came up to me. One told me to make my sujood longer. One told me to make it shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Would you listen to? <laughs> Sit them both down. <laughs> discuss it between the three of you. <laughs> Man, people always have negative feedback, no matter who, uh, who you are. I feel like people just always want to find something wrong instead of like yeah. praising the good and and really uplifting the the positives. It's kind yeah. of like uh, just negative for our youth. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's I said, like like I said, learning anything, especially something difficult, is discouraging. Just. The fact of it is just discouraging. So then, having someone older that's like, "No, you didn't say the bad this way," or yeah. you, or you have to, you know, some I, I can easily see a, a young person just saying, you know, "I don't want to do this anymore." <laughs> yeah, I think I think there would be the, the pressure, the uh, the standards. I think that some of these people have are are just way too unfair for. For younger people, I want. I wanted to say so. Now that you, you know, you, you've 
perfected your recitation do you feel a need to teach younger people or or it's like no i i know it i just want to feel like i have to yeah yeah it's a responsibility and it's that's a great reward obviously and you want to see others succeed and do better than you obviously do you find like joy in doing that or oh, like sure, oh yeah. man i gotta go teach I'm these little sure. kids now <laughs> no no the reward that's how i feel i'm just kidding <laughs> he's, a, he's actually a teacher <laughs> he's, i'm just special with you. I I like knowing the reward of teaching someone and it's just amazing. Yeah. Well, so and that's what, the, and that's the only way like the kids can learn. Yeah. yeah. How do you like? I know we talked about it in the beginning, but like, how do you balance yourself? Like, what do you do for fun? Like, what do you like? Uh, I know you're, you're you're studying as well, but like, what do you do for fun? Like, big sports guy. Big sports guy. Yeah. Yeah. I love playing sports or watching sports. Yeah. What's, what's your favorite sports? All three: football, basketball, soccer. <laughs> All right. I love football though. Yeah. Yeah, football. Yeah. What's your team? Uh, the Giants. Oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like the Patriots until I found out about their political uh, connections. Um, so I'm a Panthers fan now. Panthers? Why? They're not any better. <laughs> yeah, they're not better. Really. It's okay. <laughs> I heard they might get Kaepernick, so... Really? It's like a very small chance. So uh, I know you're studying MIS, you said? Yeah. So what, what's your... Like goal looking like what year are you in about? I'm a sophomore. Sophomore. Yeah. So what's the goal after you graduate? My goal, honestly, is I don't have one particular. I want to obviously work and do more, but I want to like learn more about Islam. And I feel like I know nothing, even though I remember the Quran. I feel like I know nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to go abroad and try to learn Study. more about yeah Islam and stuff. Yeah. Nice. It's great, man. It's a great blessing. Um, we need more. We need more people like you, and I hope we, I hope you start introducing us to more people like you, so we can you know put them up here and and let them be, be much heard. Yeah. And inshallah. So, uh, any final things you guys have for him? Uh, I was gonna recycle on for him. You but, want? Um, you know, I'm not a halfed or anything. You know, I only have like just and a half memorized. But I've been practicing for a while now, and inshallah, I'm gonna start my hifth. I have a program starting with Sheikh next week. So I'm going to be practicing Quran with him now every day. Sure. You know, every other day I'm going to see him and then memorize by myself. And then when I see him, I'm going to recite to him. Um, so you so guys want to do like, uh, guys, huh? you guys want to do a Quran battle part two? <laughs> we had a Quran battle before. It was pretty fun. I just want to share with him and maybe get his opinion. Yeah, we can have like a critique. Let's go ahead. Yeah. Do do yeah, like a little bit of a couple. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alif الكتاب لا ريب فيه هدى للمتقين الذين يؤمنون بالغيب ويقيمون الصلاة ومما رزقناهم ينفقون والذين يؤمنون بما أنزل إليك وما أنزل من قبلك وبالآخرة هم ينقنون أولئك على هدى من ربهم وأولئك هم المفلحون 
إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا سَوَاءٌ عَلَيْهِمْ أَأَنذَرْتَهُمْ أَمْ لَمْ تُنذِرْهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ خَتَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَى قُلُوبِهِمْ وَعَلَى سَمْعِهِمْ وَعَلَى أَبْصَارِهِمْ غِشَاوَةٌ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ عَظِيمٌ وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَن يَقُولُ آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَبِالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَمَا هُمْ بِمُؤْمِنِينَ يُخَادِعُونَ اللَّهَ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَمَا يَخْدَعُونَ إِلَّا أَنفُسَهُمْ وَمَا يَشْعُرُونَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَرَضٌ فَزَادَهُمُ اللَّهُ مَرَضًا وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْذِبُونَ So what do you think? So I, my father used to teach me Quran, so here's my story. My father used to teach me Quran when I was like nine years old, like nine, ten years old. I used to go, um, my father had a, like this pro park job and he had like this little office. And I used to go there and he would tell me to recite Quran with him. And you know, I didn't have like much of a voice when I was young at all. And I didn't really like uh, have any touch weed or anything like that. But my father has always been known in the community to have like a great voice. And um, so he always wanted me to learn the Quran. So he would try to get me to recite. And you know, I always tried to please my father. And I always wanted to be, I was very like cliche. So like, if he would tell me to read the Quran, I would try to like imitate him, I would try to read Quran. So I remember I used to strain myself as hard as I could to try to recite. And my voice just wouldn't come out. And then maybe around like when I got a little bit older, I had a few surahs memorized. So whenever I would be alone, I'd recite those same surahs over and over and over again. Surah al-Duha, Surah al-Din. I would just recite them over and over again to myself. So I always practiced my voice with the same three or four surahs. And then once I got, you know, a little older and I started, you know, um, caring more with the Quran, um, that's when I started memorizing again. So, um, Hith right now, it's, it's been a little bit of a battle for me because, you know, I have... I have to worry about work now because I graduated, so I work now, and I have a lot of things on my plate, and I just sometimes can't find the time to, you know, actually memorize Quran, but I still practice all the time. So when I'm in my car, even for the past few years, I'm always reciting, always, always reciting. Even though it's the same surahs over and over again, I'm always reciting like 24/7. So alhamdulillah, that's that's how I'm able to like do okay with my tajweed and my voice. But inshallah, like the next step now for me is going to be like actually memorizing more surahs. Because I feel like once I memorize more, the more my voice is going to open up. The more my technique sure, yeah. is going to get perfected. Because, um, you know, if you memorize the same, if you recite the same surahs over and over again, then obviously you're going to be, uh, you know, you're going to be, you know, pretty much like... Mastering those surahs. You're going to be mastering those surahs. I'm kind of like stuck just on those. And you're not going to be able to go to the next level. So I think once I start memorizing more surahs, I'm going to go to the next level. Inshallah. Inshallah. So that's uh, Alhamdulillah. That's my plan. By next year, Inshallah, hopefully. Uh, in two years, two or three years. I don't know. Next year, Inshallah. Uh, so I want to talk about that too. Uh, mm-hmm. What you said, how you have a lot on your plate right now. Mm-hmm. The best time to memorize the Quran is uh, at a young age, like mm-hmm. from eight to uh, even <clears throat> so I believe I want like this is another thing like you should start early start early do you think like maybe just 
scheduling it, like actually having a specific time in the day or something. I don't know if there's some way. Every message have a Quran teacher, mm. Quran class, like four or five times a week. I mean, I, I can actually give you one thing. Mm-hmm. So my car ride to work is an hour and twenty, an hour and thirty minutes. So let's say I I had like a few just at memorized. I can review those just in my car while mm. I'm driving. I could probably do two or three just or one or two just just driving to work, and then driving home I can do another just or two. Mm. Um, I've actually done it before with just amma. So like when I'm driving, I'll recite the whole just amma on my way to work. Wow! So it's possible, is what I'm saying. That's great. Yeah, it's right. it's definitely possible. It's much easier at a younger age. Yeah. So. Uh... Are you up for reciting again? <laughs> I think you should recite again. I'll go ahead, brother. No, I think you should recite again. So, so that's a top three voice. Huh? That's a top three voice. Oh, wow. Another question I have before we mm-hmm. sign off. It's just like, is there anything we can do um, to help the youth be in leadership positions? Like, people who are not on the board, they're not in the committee, but is there anything like people can do, and the people who are in the massage who are just community members, what can they do and what can we do to kind of like promote youth leadership? Uh, just meet up with the youth, honestly, see what they're struggling with, see what, uh, what like have a Q&A with the youth, because you're going to get your answers from the youth, honestly. So I think, uh, I think that's a great tool, and I think we tried that, but I think when you have older people talking about Oh, like don't you, have older people. Yeah. You have, like, uh, like your age. Yeah, your age, yeah. Because yeah, well, they're gonna get scared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have the older people. They don't say anything. Yeah. And like, especially with their parents on the back. Yeah. And then they want to say the right things. They always yeah. want to make sure they're saying the what do we best want? things. We want Quran classes. <laughs> yeah, we want more Quran and more, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'll bring up one last topic. A lot of the messages nowadays, they're looking for two things: money and power. So that's why we don't have. That's actually that's why actually why we don't have a lot of Quran classes going around. That's why we don't have a lot of. So what, uh, you were telling me that you were teaching the youth today, right? So today I taught the youth from Maghrib Tashin. You do that every day? Every Friday. Every Friday? Yeah. Thank you for that. I want to hear him again. I'll recite with you, but I want to hear you again. <laughs> uh, should I do it, guys? Yeah, go ahead. I'll, 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 right, I'll recite, and then you can recite after me, inshallah. What's what I'm going to do? I'm Whatever you want, man. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصل النار القبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا 
والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا في الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى صلى الله عليه وسلم إن شاء الله إن شاء الله Uh, Guys are awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that was great. Really amazing. Thank you. And so next, hello to all of you guys. And you as well, inshallah. Uh, next year, so if we go to the Berlin Masjid or Medina Masjid, we'll see uh, Maruf and Brother Bakr leading the Tarawir together. Inshallah. <laughs> I already booked you. <laughs> all right, well, don't forget to subscribe um, on SoundCloud, <clears throat> Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify, and all that. Follow us on Twitter at Islamerican Pod, Facebook Islamerican Views, and Instagram, which we'll be putting these clips up on Instagram. So uh, go over there at Islamerican Views as well. And thank you for listening, and have a great week.
السلام عليكم